We are starting a new series this morning for Sunday School, and it's going to be on spiritual gifts. Uh, so we'll be studying spiritual gifts out of the Word of God over the next few weeks. And the theme is everyone has a gift. Everyone has a gift. Now, who here? Raise your hand if you like receiving gifts. Everybody? Pretty much. Yeah, me too. I like gifts too. Although I never know what to ask for because I don't know what I want, but I like getting stuff anyway. So just get me anything and I'll be happy. Uh, so I wanted to ask, uh, what is the best gift you ever received? And now we're talking about material gifts. Uh, we're not trying to be super spiritual uh, yet. We'll get to that. Uh, but so I asked my kids this to give you an example. Uh, Harper said it was one of her stuffed animals that she got. Uh, I think it was for Christmas a couple years ago. Uh, she got a stuffed animal, and she, that was her best gift. Marshall's, uh, it sounds weird, uh, but Marshall's is magnets. Uh, he got these magnets that go on the refrigerator, and it's all different characters and, and animals and all different kinds of stuff. And he just sits at the side of the refrigerator and plays for hours and hours with these magnets. He loves them. Uh, he has a blast, and they're really cheap, so it's great, uh, but great for us. Uh, so that was their um, favorite gifts or, or best gifts. Uh, I thought of some for me, but I wanted to ask you guys, what is the best gift you ever received? Does anything jump out in your mind? If nobody raises their hand, I'm going to have to pick on my wife. Jim, your two kids. Yep, yep, good. Uh, that's good that you think that. <laughs> uh I asked my dad, and, and I was, you know, I told him I'm trying to, you know, material things, you know, like a car or something, you know. Uh, but my dad said his wife, and I said, yeah, that makes sense, you know. It's probably good you say that. Anybody have anything else? Autumn, you want to say yours? Yeah, it broke this year, so it was very sad. We might have to do a little funeral or something for it. She really liked that thing. She spent millions of hours in the mirror with that thing. So <laughs> maybe not. But uh, Anybody have anything else they want to say? We'll move on. Uh, okay, I got mine, so I'll tell you mine. And I actually had two that kind of came to mind. And one stands out way further than the other. Uh, but I'll let you know what both are. Uh, first is uh, when I was a senior for my gradu- uh, graduation present, my dad took me to a Detroit Pistons home game. Uh, so I don't really follow the NBA too much anymore. Uh, but at that time when I was a teenager, that's the only thing I cared about. I loved the NBA. I loved basketball. Uh, I spent way too much time playing basketball at that age. Uh, so the Detroit Pistons were my favorite team. And it actually happened to be the year that they won the NBA title. So they were really good this year. Uh, so that was exciting. And uh, so my dad bought these really expensive tickets, and we drove, uh, I think it's like four and a half hours away from where we lived uh, to go to this game, and uh, he got these great tickets that were like three rows back behind the bench, uh, and we got there like three hours early, and we watched them all warm up and play and, and everything. It just, it really stood out in my mind as one of the best and, and gifts that I'd ever received, uh, even to today. You know, I was 18 then, uh, you know, that was about 18 years ago, actually. Uh, so, uh, you know, it, it still stands out in my mind as one of the best gifts I ever received. 
Uh, plus, you know, spending that time with my dad was pretty awesome, too. And then the second one, uh, also when I was a teenager, apparently I haven't gotten any good gifts since then, but, <laughs> uh, but uh, when I was a teenager, uh, I think I was 14 years old, my 14th birthday, uh, that year a new car came out, and I just thought it was the coolest car ever. It was the PT Cruiser. You know, maybe you don't think that's so cool, but when I was 14, I thought it was the coolest car ever. Maybe not coolest car ever, I think Mustangs are a little bit cooler, but uh, anyways, I just thought it was the coolest looking car. So what my dad did is he went and rented one. He didn't buy me one. That would have been crazy. Uh, but he rented one for my 14th birthday, which happened to fall on a Sunday. So we drove this thing to church in this brand new PT Cruiser, and everybody's looking at it. And all my friends came over, and we just sat in the car all afternoon because none of us could drive yet. Uh, but, you know, my dad drove it all around town and stuff. It, it, was, it was a lot of fun. And it really stood out as a great gift. Now, uh, that's just kind of a fun thing to talk about, gifts and, and, and that. But really, uh, God has given us the best gifts, the best gifts ever. Uh, we, we couldn't come up with better gifts than what God has given us. Uh, f- first of all, God gave us our Bible. This Bible was took over 1,500 years to write. Uh, it has been preserved for over 3,000 years so that we could have it right now. Uh, isn't that just amazing that it still exists, that it's in our hands? There's no other book like that uh, ever. And God, it, it's God's actual words written down for us. Uh, that is an amazing gift. Uh, Jesus, God gave us Jesus. Jesus is an amazing gift. Uh, right along with that is salvation, our salvation. Uh, what better gift than salvation? That is eternal. It is the gift that we get to enjoy for the rest of eternity. Uh, praise God for our salvation. How about the ability to pray to God? Uh, have any of you ever tried to call the president uh, or any other leader uh, in our nation or another nation? You can't. You can't get a hold of them. You can't talk to them. But the creator of the entire universe, you can get on your knees and talk to him right now. And he'll listen to you. And he cares about you. And he loves you. Uh, just being able to pray to God is a gift. Uh, how about the ability to serve God? Uh, I think serving God is a gift. I love serving God. I'm so thankful that I get to serve God. And, and there's so many more things that God gave us that we could uh, list and go through. Uh, we're going to focus this series on spiritual gifts that are listed for us in the Bible. Uh, these gifts that God has given to his children. Now, I have a list of 18. I know there's uh, list with 16. There's a little bit less than that. I have 18 that I want to go over, uh, and they're listed for us in three different passages in the Bible. Uh, during this study, we'll look at each one of these in detail. Uh, we'll learn all about the gift and how it can be used in our life and in our service to God. In addition to all of that, we're going to figure out what gifts God has given to each one of us. Uh, what, what good does it do to know all about gifts if we don't even know which one we have and, and how to use it? So by the end of the study, we'll know what gifts, gift or gifts, God has given you. And you will know how you can use it in your life and you know how you can use it in your service to God. So that brings me to my first point this morning. Everyone has a gift. Everyone has a gift. Uh, if you are a child of God, then you have a spiritual gift. Uh, by the end of this study, you will find out that you may have more than one gift, and you may have gifts that are more natural to you, 
maybe that you're blessed a little bit more in that area than some other areas. The point is every child of God has a gift or many gifts that God has given them to use. Uh, let's look at Romans chapter 12, uh, starting in verse 1. Romans chapter 12. We're going to look at Romans 12, 1 through 6. Uh, we'll read 6 through 8 in a minute here, but I want to get to what happens before that first. So, Romans chapter 12, starting in verse 1, it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, accordingly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, so we, being many, are one body in Christ, and every one members one of another. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us. And then it goes into list the uh, spiritual gifts there, and we'll get to that in a second. Uh, but first, I want to take a look at what are we talking about here. Uh, this passage that I read, 1 through 6 there, has a lot going on, and I want to quickly break it down, uh, what is all in there, what topics are in there. So, uh, if, as I was reading that, what were some of the topics that we covered? Uh, go ahead, shout it out or raise your hand. What are some of the topics in those first four verses there, uh, or six verses there in Romans chapter 12? There's, there's kind of a bunch, but uh, what, do you, what do you guys see there? Renee? Yep, mercies of God. Yep, yep. That's good. What else do we see in there? Yep, yep, it's good, good. Yep, non, non-conforming to this world. Yep, I have that one written down as well. That's in verse 4, I think. Anything else? I'll give you what I came up with when I read through it. Uh, we have uh, a living sacrifice. We're to be a living sacrifice. That's in verse 1. Uh, we have the expectations of God also in verse 1. Uh, I was wrong. Non-conforming to the world is actually verse 2. Uh, we are not to be like this world at all. Uh, that's found in verse 2. Uh, we see the will of God also in verse 2. Uh, we see humble and sober-minded in verse 3. We see differing offices in verse 4. We see one body of Christ, that is the church, God's children. We see that in verse 5. Uh, and then spiritual gifts are started in verse 6 there. Those are the topics that are in this passage. And I know there's a lot there. Uh, we don't have the time to cover all of that this morning. Uh, so it might be good if you want to read over that again later today or sometime this week and study over these topics just a little bit. Uh, I think that would be helpful for you. Uh, out of all these topics, we're going to just focus on the spiritual gifts this morning found in verse 6. Uh, so why did I read this whole passage then? If I'm just going to skip all the way down to verse 6, why did I read the whole passage? Uh, well, there's really two reasons for that. 
First, these topics leading up to the spiritual gifts are very important. Uh, They're important and they do affect our ability to use these gifts uh, in our service to God. So that's why I encourage you to read over those first five verses uh, sometime this week and kind of look at these topics a little more in detail. Uh, Second reason that I read all of these is to see who this passage is written to. Uh, I think that's very important. Uh, We see the phrase in verse 1 of this passage that gives us a clue of who this is written to. Uh, The phrase is, I beseech you, therefore, brethren. Uh, Paul says here at the beginning of this passage uh, that he is talking to the brethren, which in Scripture just simply means Christians, uh, children of God. Paul is talking to believers in Jesus Christ. Uh, I want to look at who the book of Romans and whole is written to, so turn back to uh, Romans chapter 1 and we'll see that. Just turn back a few pages, Romans chapter 1, and you'll see in verse 7 there, it says, To all that be in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints. So Paul is writing to everyone in Rome that would be considered a saint. And again, this word simply means Christians, uh, believers in Jesus Christ. Uh, This time we see that Paul is specifically writing to the Christians that are in Rome. Uh, So that leads me to ask, who does this passage apply to? Uh, Who does this passage, Romans chapter 12, starting in verse 6, who does that apply to? We are going to be studying the spiritual gifts listed in this passage and other passages. Uh, I think it's important to understand if obtaining these gifts is something that applies to us. Uh, So to give you a short answer, yes, this passage does apply to us. And the reason we can know this is because Paul is addressing things that apply to the brethren, uh, to Christians. Uh, If you're saved, that includes you. If you are a child of God, if you put your faith in Jesus as your personal Savior, then you are one of the brethren here that is included. You are a Christian, and this passage applies to you. We can also know that this passage applies to you and me because Just before Paul brings up the fact that God has blessed us with gifts, he talks about the body of Christ. Look at uh, Romans chapter 12, verse 4. It says, For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, so we, being many, are one body in Christ, and every one members one of another. Uh, So Paul also talks about the body of Christ in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And Paul gives great detail of who the body of Christ is in this chapter. Uh, In verse 13 he says, this is 1 Corinthians 12, 13, uh, For by one Spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free. And then, Just before Paul goes into another list of spiritual gifts, and we'll read that one as well uh, in a little bit, uh, uh, Paul talks about how God blessed his children with these gifts in that chapter. And Paul says right before that in 1 Corinthians 12, 27, uh, he says, Now ye are the body of Christ. Again, this is right before making another list of spiritual gifts. Uh, Paul then leaves no doubt that spiritual gifts are given by God to the body of Christ. And we are the body of Christ. If we have 
Jesus as our personal Savior. And if there is uh, any doubt in this whatsoever, Paul clears this all up. In Colossians 1.24, he says, Who now rejoice in my sufferings for you, and fill up that which is behind of the afflictions of Christ in my flesh for his body's sake, which is the church. Uh, it is absolutely clear that the church is the body of Christ. If you are saved, if you have Jesus Christ as your Savior, that includes you. So you are the body of Christ. So who does this passage about spiritual gifts uh, apply to? It applies to us. It applies to God's children. Uh, the children of God are blessed with spiritual gifts. So then this leads into the question of what are the spiritual gifts? What actually are the spiritual gifts? Uh, I have a list here. Again, I said I have 18, uh, but I was wondering how many we could list this morning before we read over all these passages. If you, if you want to cheat, you can look right there. There's a bunch listed, but uh, what are some of the spiritual gifts? Go ahead, just shout it out. Prophecy, yep. First one on my list. Other spiritual gifts? Ministry, yep. Yep, teaching. See if we can get them all. You can look in the passage if you want. I'll allow you. Anybody can name any others? Simplicity. I think that uh, goes with one of the gifts. Is that one uh, giving, I think? goes with giving. With simplicity. So, giving. Anybody can name any others? Mercy, yep. All right, so we'll read through uh, verses 6 through 8. There are seven in verses 6 through 8, and we'll see if we can catch all of them as we go through there. So Romans chapter 12, starting in verse 6, it says, Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given unto us, whether prophecy, let us prophecy according to the portion of faith, or ministry, let us wait on our ministering, or he that teacheth on teaching, or he that exhorteth on exhortation, he that giveth, let him do it with simplicity, he that ruleth with diligence, he that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. So we got prophecy, ministry, teaching, giving, and mercy. We we're missing two in there. Did anybody catch the other two? Uh, yes, exhortation. Yep. Ruling. Yep. There we go. That was all seven that were listed in that passage. Uh, so now let's turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Now there are nine in this passage. You guys can, I'll, I'll let you look over that real quickly and then just kind of shout out ones you see and then we'll go over it together. We'll read it together at, after that. It's First uh, Corinthians twelve eight through eleven. I might not have told you what verses. First <laughs> Corinthians twelve eight through eleven. Did someone say something? 
Discernment, yep. Knowledge, yep. Wisdom, yep. Faith. Healing. Yep. See, you guys are getting really good at this now. There are a couple more in there. Actually, four more. One is a uh, repeat. Tongues, yep. Yep, interpretation of tongues goes right along with it. Miracles, yep. And the only other one in there is a repeat. Prophecy, yep. All right, let's. Uh, I'll read this for us. First uh, Corinthians twelve, eight uh, through eleven. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, there's one, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues, but all these worketh that one and the self same spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. So there was nine in there. We, I think we got all nine of those. Uh, and so we're going to look at one more passage, Ephesians chapter 4, verses 8 through 11. Ephesians 4, 8 through 11. And there are five in there. We'll see if you guys can get all five. Ephesians 4, 8 through 11. Pastors, evangelists, yep. Prophets, yep, which is kind of a repeat of prophecy again. Teachers, yep. That's the last one. Uh, so we'll read this passage now. Ephesians 4, starting in verse 8. Wherefore he saith, when he ascendeth up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth. He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above the heavens, that he might fill all things. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. So there was five in there. Uh, so if you were keeping a list, you should have 18 now. Again, some of those were repeated in there. So I want to go over this list of the 18 and give you just a quick definition of each one today. Again, in this series, we're going to go through 
um, each one of these in a lot more detail. So if it is your gift, you will understand it really well according to the Word of God. Uh, you'll be able to apply it to your life and to your service to God, uh, hopefully a little bit better at, at the end of this series. Uh, so first was prophecy, and that's just simply speaking the counsel of God. So prophecy is speaking the counsel of God. Now, God has done that different ways through the years. Uh, in the Old Testament, he would speak directly to his prophets. They would go out and proclaim the message that God has given them. Uh, he did that a little bit in the New Testament. Uh, but today we have his written word. And so we can take his written word and we can speak the counsel of God from his written word. Uh, but that's a little bit about prophecy, speaking the counsel of God. The next was ministry, uh, ministry, and that is just serving others, ministry, serving others. Uh, it's service to both believers and non-believers in, in the attempt to gain the non-believers as believers. Uh, but ministry is serving. Uh, next is teaching. Uh, teaching of doctrine is, is what teaching is. It's teaching of doctrine. Doctrine is God's word. God gives us uh, his beliefs in his word. So if you are uh, got the gift of teaching, you'll be teaching from God's word. And you can't go wrong doing that. Uh, next is exhortation. Exhortation. Uh, that's just a fancy way of saying encouraging others, comforting others, uh, lifting people up. Exhortation. Uh, next is giving. Giving. That's sharing what you possess. Sharing what you possess. Now, ultimately, that starts with uh, giving uh, finances. Uh, very natural to start there. Uh, but it doesn't necessarily have to only be financing. You can give of yourself. Uh, you can give up other things you have. You can give up a spot in your car as you drive to church and pick somebody up. Uh, you can give in many ways. Uh, it does include financing, but you can give. It's sharing what you possess. Next is ruling. Uh, this is leading people, uh, specifically Christians. Here's what we're talking about. So leading Christians. If you have any type of leadership uh, position, if you have people under you uh, or people that you're guiding along the way, uh, you're you're got the gift of ruling, uh, leading Christians. Next is mercy. Some people are good at this and some are not. Um, our kids seem to always like to ask for mercy when they're in trouble. Uh, they you know they get in trouble and we're dealing with them on that and they'll say, "Can we get mercy?" <laughs> and I'm not sure. Not. You know, I, I, you know, I, I'm, I got a bit of mercy in me, so I give it to him a little more than maybe I should. Uh, Autumn puts her foot down a little bit more than I do, uh, but it, it works well together. So mercy, just having sympathy for others would be a simple definition of mercy. Uh, next is wisdom. Wisdom, and we're talking specifically about spiritual wisdom. Wisdom about spiritual things, uh, wisdom about the Word of God and, and how God wants you to live your life. And going right along with that is knowledge. They do kind of go together really well. Uh, knowledge is specifically about spiritual truth, knowledge of spiritual truth. Uh, now, to, to tell you the difference between the two, because they do sound very similar, uh, knowledge would be like a noun. It's like something you possess, you have it, you have the knowledge of the spiritual truths in the Bible. Uh, wisdom would be more of an action word. Uh, it'd be... 
the ability to use your knowledge, uh, use your wisdom. Uh, I think of uh, Solomon. He was the wisest uh, man to live, uh, and he used his wisdom as uh, the leader. And I think of when he uh, said to cut the baby in half, and the, the real mother said, no, don't cut the baby in half, and, and the, the mother that stole the child uh, uh, said, yeah, go ahead and cut it in half. He used his wisdom. Uh, he, he, it was an action there. So that's wisdom is an action word. Uh, knowledge would be more of a noun, uh, possessing knowledge uh, in these spiritual uh, truths. So next is faith, faith. Now, we know uh, in Hebrews, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I think that's Hebrews 11, 6. Uh, that's just, faith is just believing without seeing. Believing without seeing. Uh, next is healing. Healing. Uh, that is to heal, just to make someone physically better. Uh, we, we tend to think of the miraculous healing uh, when we think of the gift of healing. Uh, we think of Jesus when he just someone touched his garment and he got healed. And we think of the uh, disciples had the power to heal people by putting their hands on them and, and that kind of thing. Uh, that's what we tend to think of. But a, a, a um, more base uh, definition of the word healing is just to make physically better. So you don't necessarily have to walk up to someone, hit them in the forehead and say healed for them to be healed. Uh, but the, it's just to make someone physically better. Next is miracles. Uh, this is just powerful or mighty works. Uh, miracles. Powerful or mighty works. Next is discernment. Discernment. And that's uh, to, to learn by judging. To learn by judging. Now, what I mean by judging is you're analyzing a situation. Uh, if you have the ability to take a look at a situation and then separate all the facts and, and all the thoughts about all of that and just separate it all out and then come to a conclusion uh, by that analysis of the situation, uh, then you have the gift of discernment. That's what discerning is, analyzing a situation, uh, learning by judging. Next is tongues. Tongues. Uh, again, people get... A weird idea about tongues. Tongues just simply is languages. Uh, it's, it's speech, languages. Uh, and it was used in the Bible for the edification of the church. Uh, tongues wasn't done just for fun, wasn't done for a show, uh, wasn't done so you had something to talk about later or to prove anything. It was done for the edification of the church, uh, for Christians uh, to be able to learn about God. And learn about God's word. That's what tongues is from. And again, it's languages. It's not babbling. It's not made up. Uh, it, it's, it's real languages. And going right along with that is interpretation of tongues. Uh, that's just to be able to interpret these languages. The speech that is being told uh, so that people can understand. Again, so that they can have more knowledge of God and his word. Uh, if you think of uh, our missionaries, the youngs, they have an interpreter. Uh, they're over in Korea, and uh, they speak a different language over there, and they have someone that goes with them and interprets what they say to the people and what the people say to them. That's interpretation of tongues. Uh, next is apostle. Apostle, and this one's a little more uh, difficult, and we'll get into it pretty deeply uh, later on in the study here. Uh, but I have 
two definitions to give you for this one. There's a very strict definition, uh, and that would be one who has seen Christ and was chosen by him to serve him. Uh, so that's a very strict definition. One who has seen Christ with his eyes and chosen by Christ to serve him. And then there's a little bit more relaxed definition of apostle, and it would simply mean one sent by Christ into service. It's a little less exclusive. Uh, we'll go over that when we get to that one in our study. Uh, again, the, the relaxed definition would be one sent by Christ into service. Uh, next is evangelist. That is a messenger, a messenger. And it's specifically a messenger with the message from the Lord. Uh, so uh, we think of evangelists that travel all around the country, uh, even other countries maybe, uh, and go and preach God's word. That's an evangelist for sure. But also we can be evangelists on our own street. We can cross our street and be an evangelist. We can cross the, the go across the neighborhood. We can uh, go across town and, and preach God's word and that, is the, a type of evangelist. Uh, so it's a messenger, uh, someone with a message from the Lord. And then the last one on the list, I thought it was interesting that it was last, uh, is pastors. Uh, pastors, uh, a shepherd of God's sheep. A shepherd of God's sheep. I don't think it means anything that it was last. I just thought it was interesting. Uh, a shepherd of God's sheep. So those are all of the spiritual gifts that we will be going over in this study. And next week, I encourage you to come, uh, invite other people uh, so we can have uh, more people here to do this. Next week, we're going to do a uh, spiritual gift assessment. Now, don't worry. It's not a test. I'm not testing you. It has nothing to do with your knowledge of these spiritual gifts. You don't need your notes from today to take this. Uh, it, there's no wrong answers. There's no right answers. Um, it's actually just going to help you figure out what your spiritual gifts are. And from my understanding, the church did it years ago. Uh, so we're just going to kind of revisit this uh, so that we know what, where our strengths are, what God has blessed us with, uh, how we should be serving God, how we could help benefit the church uh, and, and the church's work for the Lord as well. And again, it's, it's not a test. It's, it's an assessment, right? Uh, so uh, no one's going to check your answers to see if they're right or wrong. You're not going to get a grade. We're not going to be like, oh, everybody got an F today kind of thing. Um, I, I had a teacher in Bible college the second class of the year in my freshman year did a pop quiz. And I just thought that was just not right. And we all failed. It was, it was horrible. We all, I mean, we, we all got Fs. It was, it was terrible. We all felt terrible. So the next class, I stood up at the beginning of class and I said, I just want to apologize for all of us for not being ready for that test. And we just, you know, we're just getting here and, and you know, we're just goofing off in the dorm all day kind of thing still. Uh, and he let us retake the test that day. So uh, we did much better the second time around. Uh, it's a little easier when you know the questions. So, <laughs> uh, but, uh, so it's not a pop quiz. It's not a test. Uh, it's an assessment. Um, and uh, we're going to fill that out next week. Uh, we'll go over it. It's really cool. It has a graph in the end of it, and it will show you exactly like what you're good at. You're like, wow, I'm way up here on this, uh, but I'm way down here on mercy. I need to be more merciful to people. Uh, you'll see all of that in there. It's a, it's a really cool test, really good. Uh, I looked at a lot of these uh, tests over the last week, assessments, not tests, 
Uh, and uh, some of them were real weird and goofy. Uh, I think this is a really good one. I'm excited about it. Uh, as long as we're honest with our answers, we will see exactly what God has blessed us with and how we can use that moving forward. Uh, so closing up today, uh, we need to uh, remember that God has blessed everyone with spiritual gifts, uh, every one of his children with spiritual gifts. Uh, and, and we're going to go over uh, all of that next week and over the next coming weeks, and we'll see how to apply these gifts in our life, in our service to God, and how the church could do more uh, with this knowledge, and, and we'll be able to serve God more. And that's the whole goal of the study, not to just gain knowledge of this topic, which is good. It's good to have knowledge of the things of God, but if you just have the knowledge and you don't act on it, you don't do anything with it, uh, that's only doing half the job. So we're going to find out how to apply it to our life, how to apply it to our service to God, and so how we can serve God more. Uh, let's pray.